1: Sounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York. This is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. There's an old Italian saying, I viaggi formano la gioventù. Traveling forms youth. The Irish singer and songwriter Anna Mika spent much of her youth traveling the world from Spain to Bangladesh to New Zealand, and that seems to have helped form her songwriting, which often conjures up a strong sense of place, whether real or imagined. Anamika's latest album is called Theater, and she and her band are going to play some of her songs for us today. This first one is called Seraphim. Thank you. called seraphim it's a song by Anna Mika from her latest album theater done live here in our studio with Anna singing and playing the guitar Ryan uh, Hargaden on uh, saxophone you'll hear him at our piano and playing synthesizer as well and Matthew Jacobson playing drums and percussion and some backing vocals as well and Anna it's great to have you here lovely song nice performance too thank you the um, the album Is full of songs that kind of seem to sketch out places for us and what's interesting about what you just did and it's on the record too is there's also a kind of a change of sonic space of acoustic space sometimes like you know the middle of that song it really builds up to something with you know the chorus effects on the sax and on your voice and things like that it takes us to a different sonic place
2: nice I like your opinion Uh, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for that um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I guess I'm not really thinking about that when, I, when I'm writing the songs, but perhaps when we're meeting to arrange the songs, it's done in a very improvisatory way. And so there is a space left, I guess, for mm. all of us to play in and move in. Yeah, no doubt, uh, traveling and movement and change, um, has inspired my songwriting.
1: Yeah. So where did you do most of your growing up?
2: <laughs> in Ireland. OK. But I was super fortunate when I was young to head over to New Zealand for a time. So I went to school in New Zealand for only a few months. But I suppose as a five-year-old, it's really impactful Yeah. to experience exploring jungles and going mountain trek- trekking and glacier climbing. Wow. Um, yeah, a lot of trips with my family, um, a lot of cycling.
1: And, and, you know, on all these travels, um, were you aware that you were absorbing different sounds as well as different sights?
2: No doubt, for sure. Yeah, like learning songs in school in New Zealand, at least not necessarily, I'm not saying it inspires my music now, but it probably um, just the act of singing as a small child, I guess, and with my siblings. Um, and learning how to harmonize Mm -hmm. all of those little skills, I guess, feed in somewhere.
1: Yeah. Well, like that Italian expression says, you know, traveling forms youth. You Mm -hmm. may, uh, you're young, you may not realize what's happening, but at some point those experiences will come out, especially Mm -hmm. if you're a creative person and, you know, kind of channeling things that are inside that might be hard to put into words. Yeah. What's interesting about the words is They can be very specific about places. I mean, Lausanne is mentioned in the song you're going to do next, uh, Twin. Um, London is mentioned in... For a Time. For a Time. But for the most part, the places are not so specific, which doesn't make them any less detailed. And we often get these very detailed descriptions of the place and not so much of the people who inhabit it which I, I felt was a really interesting decision, if that was in fact an intentional, conscious decision on your part.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Um, it, I, it wasn't a conscious decision at all. I guess I'm more interested in the the space and the place. Um, yeah, definitely maybe invented places to escape to. Yeah, I tend towards potentially more abstract lyrics, which even for me leaves this kind of uh slightly out of reach place um, yeah. that uh, I can't pin down, perhaps, or the meaning for me even changes as I go on
1: There is a kind of uh, almost surreal quality to some of to some of the writing um that that sense of kind of uh, alternate reality seems to inhabit a lot of these songs
2: great i'm glad I'm glad you picked up on that um, yeah. As I said, I guess it's just a, a place, this world, that I can escape to and perhaps people listening as well can yeah. imagine themselves there as well.
1: All right. Well, um, w- what about a song like Twin, though? Because it, it, it is set in, or at least it's remembering, a specific place like in, in Switzerland. Does that like take you out of the, the kind of haze of imaginary space and put you into the real world for a moment?
2: Yeah, so I I spent a a summer living in Lausanne in Switzerland. And um, so yeah, that features in the song, but then um, the events or the scenes that are supposedly happening there in the song, maybe twist of reality a little bit or memories from other times as well. Mm -hmm. So it's actually that that song also has um, memories or imagery um, from a cycling trip I did at 14, you know, so
1: Right, um, it, it, it's a song, it's not a diary entry, it's not, <laughs> it's not a journal <laughs> yeah.
2: Well some people do some write people like do. that yeah. Yeah. and uh, uh, sometimes I'm kind of envious of that ability to be that open and forthright with mm. your lyrics do you know? and, uh,
1: Well, some things are better left unsaid, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As As you repeat in the the lyrics to this next song, let's let's hear a performance of Twin. You'll find it on uh, the latest record by Anamika called Theater, but uh, we're going to hear a live performance.
0: A questioning moon, gathered dust and guilty time. Fall.
1: Song called "Twin" by Anna Mika. You'll find it on her latest album called "Theater." But that a live performance here in our studio. And uh, Anna, who does the arrangements? How does how does that process work once you've finished writing the song?
2: I think as I'm writing a song, I can I often can hear uh, it bigger than it is at that time. Um, I'm already imagining sounds or where spaces i want it to go but i mean i i bring it to ryan and matthew and that's really where it where it's proper properly arranged yeah. um and we just spend a while being with the song playing the song and eventually meet at a point where it feels right mm-hmm. yeah it's such a it's such an exciting time with a new song kind of scary in a way as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it has to meet somewhere, I guess.
1: Right, well, the song needs to tell you what it wants to be when it grows up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I try not to do this every time someone brings a guitar into the studio. As an old hack at the instrument myself, you know, I know how easy it is to get lost in the weeds. But in your case, I have to ask about the guitar you are playing, because it's a beauty and it looks like it's probably a vintage instrument. So what is that?
2: This is an Epiphone guitar, and it was built in
1: 1936. 36.
2: Mm. Wow. Mm. It's a, yeah, it's a really beautiful and very inspiring instrument. I don't feel I would write these songs if I didn't have this instrument, actually. And it's not actually mine; I borrow it <laughs> <the> long term. <laughs> Um,
1: well, you know, that's how classical violinists, you know, yes. with their Stradivari, that's how they tour the world. Those, yeah. Most of them don't own those instruments. Yeah. They're on loan.
2: Well, Luckily, I live with the owner of the guitar. Ah, okay. So that helps. So I, I kind of just see it as mine
0: one day. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: no, it's, it's, super, it's an amazingly inspiring guitar to play.
1: So why the name theater for this album?
2: I really like the sound of the word. I like the letter T. <laughs> Don't worry, there's more to it. But that is actually, I really like the look of the word. I mean, this is often why I choose lyrics as well. Like a word in a song is because it looks nice mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I also, I mean, the theme of this album, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of themes, but um, primarily age and death decay i'm really into the, the concept the mm. act of decay and and family that's a big theme but also um performance not performance like we're doing right now but just the act of being and performing yourself
1: mm. Um, mm. so the way we present ourselves to Mm. to others as a kind of performative exactly the stage of life yeah Um, Yeah.
2: invention of memory as well it's
1: interesting because Mm. i get a very strong sense of a kind of nostalgia Mm. from a lot of these songs which is i guess a form of memory right
2: Mm. absolutely yeah for me as well actually playing them that's that's the feeling i get from them uh, not in a bad way. Sometimes people think n- of nostalgia as a, a negative thing, but
1: mm-hmm. it does literally in Greek mean hurt. Mm. You know, a pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what the nost part is, but the algia is pain. But yes, it can be. It, the 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 Portuguese have a much better word, saudade. You know, it's like, yeah, it's nostalgia, but it feels so good. Mm. You know, <laughs>
2: you can't help but dwell in it. Anyway. Sometimes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how does all this play into the next song, Coraline? Because Coraline's is—that's the algae, right? But
2: yes, exactly. I would say Coraline, but that's Coraline. Um, Coraline. Okay. Coraline. But, but Coraline as well is uh, another way. Um, it's your—it's your title. I'll say yeah. it
1: your way. Uh, you probably say algae, or do you say algae?
2: <laughs> Haha, ha! So, so we were actually talking about this last night. Um, I think I say algae.
1: Okay. And.
2: Yeah. Ryan over here says
1: Al Guy. Al is the correct Latin is, pronunciation. Okay, all right. But we don't speak <laughs> Latin, Ryan. So... <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: um, but it is. It's a pink, red sea algae. Um, and also the name of a very well known book and film. I love, again, I love the sound of the word. And it just, I think when I'm, often when I'm writing songs, I'm singing nonsense lyrics, just sounds. And I, uh, sometimes some of those sounds, they really, really fit to the rhythm of the melody. And I want to, I need to find a word that sounds like that nonsense word that I've just come up with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Caroline, I think in that song, I was looking for a lot of three syllable (laughs) words actually. Uh, theatre, Coraline. Um, so I'm often, when I'm in the middle of writing a song, I'm often, I go for long walks and I'm like saying words to my steps, to the rhythm of my steps. Um, and I come up with lyrics that way. And cycling as well. Movement really, really helps me mm. write. So this song isn't about, about algae, um, but it's, it features very um, briefly in the song uh, as just kind of imagery
1: all right. It also has a, uh, a kind of extended instrumental outro, mm-hmm. which is quite lovely. So let's see whether we get that here in the studio today in this live performance. The song is Caroline. It's um, music from Anamika, and you'll find it on her new album called Theater. <laughs> i That is Coraline from Anamika with uh, Ryan Hargadon on sax and keyboards, Matthew Jacobson on drums and uh, backing vocals. And uh, we got the full version of Coraline in that live performance. You'll find it on the album called Theater as well. Um, you, you were saying before, Anna, how a lot of the time in the songwriting process, you're in motion, you're walking or cycling. It's interesting to hear these songs you know with with their kind of rhythms the interplay of different like accents within a rhythm or different rhythms in in counterpoint with each other does that happen how early in the songwriting process does that happen
2: correct me if i'm wrong matthew and ryan but i think uh when i'm writing the song by myself a lot of that comes then however um Maybe a, p- a bit more sense is put on it, actually. I don't know if, that any- if they want to add anything to that. I mean, yes, sometimes Anamika will bring a song and uh, we'll maybe hear it in a certain place and then we start playing along and she'll say, oh, no, that's that's not where she's hearing it. Mm. So then I think that's often where the, the polyrhythms come in. So we then have to maybe find a, a different pulse or a different way of approaching the rhythm, like the guitar is maybe playing one part, but actually the pulse might be in a different place. So.
1: Yeah, and when you entered with uh with the 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 symbol in, yeah. in that song, it was in a what, what were were you in like a triple rhythm? Yeah, I kind think? of. There's like a, a general three over two, three over two thing. Yeah, this. yeah, very yeah. nice. Yeah.
2: So originally, when we started playing that song, I would have played more with the way I heard the pulse in the guitar, and then that wasn't quite sitting right with what was in Anamika's head. So we found this rhythm. Everybody,
1: yeah. Sabi. Yeah.
2: And then me trying to uh, explain what I mean is that an interesting, <laughs> yeah, we just have a different way of communicating about music. <laughs> music
1: <so. laughs> um, how about the, the, the influence, if any, of Irish music? I mean, you know, with all your traveling, you still grew up in Ireland. You are an Irish singer and songwriter. There's a little bit of harp at the beginning of the, the, the final track, Red Sun. But in terms of like traditional stuff, there is one traditional song Mm -hmm. on on the album. Although one that is more associated with this side of the Atlantic.
2: Exactly, so on the album is um, our version of Go Away From My Window, originally brought about by John Jacob Niles.
1: Right, so from the Appalachian tradition. Yeah, exactly.
2: He played it on Appalachian Dulcimer. I wasn't, I didn't, grow up playing or maybe listening to a whole lot of Irish traditional music. Um, It was much later, probably not until in my 20s that I started going to sessions and Mm -hmm. to listen Mm -hmm. um, in Dublin when I started living there. Um, But I mean, yeah, definitely something very familiar about it. and my boyfriend is a traditional musician so hearing him play fiddle or mandolin uh and singing irish traditional songs uh no doubt has an influence um yeah i'm not rhythmically maybe i'm i'm not sure but definitely the droning yeah. quality to a lot of traditional music actually in general Drone, like Drone just uh, totally takes me elsewhere. Mm. So this was my attempt to try and bring that into my music.
1: Yeah, a successful attempt, I would say. It's a terrific record called Theater from oh. Anamika. She's been playing it along with Ryan and Matthew here in the studio, and we'll, we'll actually uh, conclude with just a little bit of the arrangement of the traditional song, Go Away From My Window. And my thanks to our Soundcheck crew, technical director Irene Trudell, our producer Karen Havlick. Today's session, produced by Max Fine, video shot by Joe Enright, our video producer is Eric Weber. I'm John Schaefer, you can see those videos on the New Sounds YouTube channel or right here at NewSounds.org
0: give you back your letters I'll give you back your ring but I'll never forget my own true love as long as songbirds sing as long